Good morning, everyone. It is 7.37 this Tuesday morning. You're listening to This Morning on 6.30, Chad and Blatchford. <laughs> Remember the, That's all you got to say, just that word. Yeah, it Blatchford. riles some people up. If people know what Blatchford is, of course, the old city center airport. Remember flying in and out of uh, the core right by Kingsway Mall or Kingsway Garden Mall at that point. Um, well, the airport's gone. The uh, Aviation Museum still stands as a sort of testament to what was there in the past. And now there's Blatchford. And there was such high hopes. It was hailed... You know, it was going to be Edmonton's most innovative neighborhood, right? Neighborhood of the future. But Blatchford has been a bit of a bust, Daryl. Uh, a bit of a bust. And you have the hearings going on right now on the zoning bylaw. Mm-hmm. That's going over uh, the, the uh, three days uh, at City Hall. A big part of that is is infill about, you know, uh, mm-hmm. trying to get more densification within the, the city core. Well, Blatchford, surely that is the ultimate place the space to infill. We have a whole ton of land it's, there. It's a great spot, it too, close to downtown. And it should be booming by yeah. now, but it hasn't been. Well, Tim Cartmell's a counselor in uh, Ward Behesawin, and obviously he hears this. He's heard people s- spit out the word Blatchford like it's a swear word these days. Uh, and then he actually wrote a blog about it uh, this week, just sort of addressing it, where we're at and why. Maybe there's some uh, cause for optimism. I'm going to gonna just you know, hedge that bet, but maybe Tim has something more to say to get me optimistic. Do you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I hope so. Wow. Is that harsh or what? (laughs) I'm so tired. I'm so disappointed by what should have been and hasn't been. It's been a slow roll. Absolutely. And, you know, and I mean, I haven't just written one blog on this. I've written several and, uh, you know, share that disappointment. Honestly, I think, uh, I think a lot of people do, you know, where's the, where's all the action, you know, where's, where are all of those things we expected to see when, uh, the airport was closed and this development was started. So, and there's been criticisms and we can, you know, dig into them a little bit, but one of them is that, uh, single family homes are not permitted on Blatchford. Uh, another is that, uh, there's there's the Blatchford utility, the uh, heating cooling utility that uh, every building is required to attach to, and that's a complicating factor. Uh, and then another is, well, you have to connect to it unless you uh, can build a net zero building, and I think you can be exempted from it. But then, and then there's uh, architectural standards, and that's sort of a dual permitting process that's put into place. So not only do you have to get a permit for your land, but uh, the building that you're going to build there has to pass this rather high architectural mm-hmm. standard. And so all of those things together sort of conspire to say to developers, you know what, uh, it's going to be really hard here. And those developers turn their eye to places like uh, the ward I represent, you know, Glen Ridding, Ambleside, Windermere, and say, boy, it's a, it's a lot easier out there. Maybe I'll go out there. Yeah. And that's what we've had for several years. So Creating sprawl, right? Well, you know, sprawl is kind of creating the new neighborhoods. You know, sprawl has that negative connotation to it. Those new neighborhoods that I just mentioned, Ambleside, Glen Ridding, Windermere, they have the most variety of built form. They have the highest densities uh, of any neighborhoods outside of Oliver and downtown. So uh, they may be the new neighborhoods, but they're also the model neighborhoods. They're the model that we're talking about when we talk about bylaw renewal and when we talk about what we want to see at Blatchford. It's so, still costly for the city, right? You've got a service, you've got a, a bus, there's, there's fire 
or all, all of those sort of things. So that, I think that's sort of why you're taking a look at this uh, this zoning bylaw. The executive committee um, decided to do something about Blatchford, and they have a, a bit of a game plan that they're looking at. Uh, what was decided there? Well, so about a year and a half ago, I moved a motion that said, why don't we look at a whole bunch of other stuff? And that came to executive committee about a year ago. And uh, and executive committee did send administration away to do a, what they call a market sounding. Now, that report came back and, you know, it wasn't great. But notwithstanding that, administration did say, you know what, we're going to look, we are going to look at a few things. We're going to look at those architectural standards and see if they don't contradict what our goals are when we talk about ecological responsibility and climate change. We're going to see if we can sell a bigger tracts of land and more tracts of land to developers. Often, you know, the more the, the more established developers want to want a few pieces of land so they can start here, move there, that kind of a thing. Uh, there was a suggestion that they might look at smaller unit sizes, smaller minimum unit sizes, so that the units are more affordable and more people are inclined to move there. Uh, they're going to even look at perhaps allowing some of the developers in the city to uh, take raw land and develop it alongside of what the city is doing. So that doesn't mean they're going to do any of those things. It means they're going to go away and, and think about and analyze whether maybe they should do some of those things. But I can tell you a year ago, they wouldn't even do that. So the fact that uh, our administration and, and some of my council colleagues are willing to at least look at some of these moves is a step in the right direction. Was, was part of the problem, and does it remain part of the problem, uh, that, that we were looking for the ideal neighbourhood? Well, guess what? When, when a whole lot of things, when there are other places doing something differently and it's cheaper, th- then that ideal can be really expensive. I think, uh, at least I get the impression, that the cost and the irritation has kept people away from it. And well, so do you change and throw out the whole plan to make it more appealing? No. You don't, but but there's there is there is some complication about you know that utility that uh, has given people pause. I think the bigger thing though is that how expensive it is how this, it has become, and that is in part the cost of the land that we're trying to drive, in part those architectural standards, in part the uncertainty around how do you connect to uh, a district planning or a district heating network and yeah. district heating system. That's what I mean. The ideal is really expensive, so the only way to make it less expensive is to get rid of some of those ideals. Well. And so what we're holding fast on are those ecological ideals. So we're not going to throw out that utility. We're going to stick with that. But we can, through education and experience, and now some of the people that have gone in there to start with, there's a realization that it's not quite so hard to do as as some people might have thought with thought it would be at the beginning. So there's a learning process that has come into play here, you know, to some degree. Uh, but there's other pieces there that allow, that might allow us to take the cost down. Like the relative cost of a townhome in Blatchford is mm-hmm. not quite double what it is in Ambleside, right? So I mean, you know, that's a that's a pretty big delta that we have to overcome. So there's and these are the some of the levers that we're looking at pulling on. So uh, so it was encouraging that at least we'll look at some of those things. Yeah, I'm just looking. Uh, I'm I'm on the rental sites or not the rental sites, the real estate sites right now. Yeah. Yeah. And for about 1,500, 1,600 square feet, it's it's a row house, like a townhouse. Uh, some of them are going for 800,000. Uh, yeah. So th- th- that that it's not affordable. That's not affordable well, the, for, the for a lot of people. The least expensive one. Uh, sorry to interrupt. The least expensive one about a year ago when I looked at it was about five fifty six hundred. And my son just bought a townhome in uh, Twilliger Town for uh, 
something around 300. So, you know, my, my, and my son, my 28 year old son and his fiance cannot afford to move in Blatchford. And yet it's ripe for them, right? You know, close to Nate, uh, close to downtown served by LRT. So there's, there is a ways to go. Uh, there's certainly been a lot of, uh, well-founded criticism offered over the last few years. So that's why it was encouraging to see at least some acknowledgement of that. And for yeah. people who can't afford it, they, they want more than 1,500 square feet, I guess, unless right. they're, they're retired, right? Um, you said that administration is looking at it. So what does that mean in, in layman's terms? So are we going to have a plan? Are we going to have a decision? What's the timeline for this? Well, so they're analyzing what the effect would be, say. So one of the things we didn't talk about yet is single-family homes, and those are verboten in Blatchford. And, you know, and I'm not quite sure that makes sense. One of the things we're talking about with our zoning bylaw renewal hearing that's going on these days is having a neighborhood that has one built form is not healthy. The neighborhood I live in is literally 95% single-family homes. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy. That same son of mine can't move into that neighborhood. My parents can't move into that neighborhood. So... When you look at Blatchford, then, does it make sense to, to, by regulation, eliminate one built form, single-family homes, which is actually what 65% of the market is looking for right now? So when administration says, you know what, we're going to look in, at that and see if we can meet our ecological goals but still offer single-family homes, that's a good sign, right? Uh, yeah, well, we, how, much, how much time until we come up with something, do you think, just before we go? Well, so they're supposed to report back in uh, some time, I think, in the second quarter of next year with the annual Blatcher report and tell us where they're getting on some of this analysis. All right. Uh, Tim Carmel, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Always good to chat with you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Yep, you too. Tim Cartmel is a counselor in Ward by Hesewin, uh talking about the Blatchford development today and is there cause for optimism. I'm not sure that my optimism level has increased very much. At least they're on it, right? Well, or at least they're on it. it. Uh, our, they're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, looking they're looking at it. at it. Yeah, you know what? As we mentioned before, it's a prime spot in this city, and really accessible. Of course, the LRT. That the whole plan was that the LRT would go to Blatchford, uh, because this was going to be some sort of you know utopia. Well, what does this mean for developers? Do they think it's there at Nate? So it's, it's close, and they yeah, would go in through yeah. that. So yeah, down the road. But yeah. Shangri-La costs a lot more now than maybe it would 40 years down the road, is all I'm thinking. I just think it just sort of undermines city council, and then developers are like, well, yeah. Edmonton City Council, they don't know well, what's they going be on, developers. they don't know what they're doing, and 